tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Aaron? This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Yeah, and welcome to Tin Foil Hat. You know who I'm you know who I am, you know what I'm here to do. I'm here to fuck. There we go. Joining me is the outlaw himself, back from San Francisco. Just, I mean, not listen to Governor Newsom. He's not nope. social distancing. He doesn't even know how to say that in Spanish. <laughs> Please welcome Xavier Guerrero. How we doing, boss? Xavier, how are you, man? You went on a little trip, living well, dangerously? A little trip, man. I went to hang out with a little bit of my EDC friends, my raver friends. Since they canceled our little event, we all hung out, partied a little so you bit. You guys did, like, what, you guys did some ecstasy and some glow sticks together in, like, a studio apartment in San Francisco? It was Woodstock all over again. It was? Yeah. A lot of people there? It was, I'm not going to lie, it was like 30 people in this house. It was a lot. Oh, yeah. That had to, the smells had to be enough. <laughs> um, that's crazy, dude. So you did a rave in somebody's apartment? And it was like a, they, it, it was crazy. They ran an Airbnb and everything. So it was, I said, fuck it, let's go. I have nothing better to do. Wow, dude. I love it. That's great, dude. That's great. And what's their whole feelings in San Fran? Um, still a lot of homeless, a lot of homeless. That shit. Well, I thought they'd be gone. I thought they'd they'd be trying to hide. They're hanging out, still asking for money. No, you thought they'd be dead by now. But the way everybody's like stay inside. But nope, nothing. No dead. No like mass graves of dead people, of a dead homeless. Nothing, dude. It just it doesn't make any sense. I don't know if you've seen this. I uh, join us on the ones and twos in his frozen picture because he's. He's got a headache, which I, 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 that's probably the worst excuse I've ever heard. <laughs> Johnny Woodard. Johnny, are you there? Yeah. Okay. That, Johnny, you don't have to act. Okay, we got it. You don't want to go to the studio. <laughs> no, no, Jesus. no. I'm, I, that's just spoken like somebody who's uh, never had a migraine, but okay. Okay, John. We got you. <laughs> um, so real quick before we get into our guests and our reads and all that stuff, um, you guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but daddy's been kicked off almost every, like, I've been messed with on every single one of these, um, uh, on these uh, social media stuff. Uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter's now hit, not only my, suspended my, my uh, main Twitter account, which, the, and they did not tell me what I did, but they also... Uh, basically started messing with the tinfoil hat one. And here's another one, drum roll, please. And they mess with the broken simulation one, which only has 200 people. And then you go, then I got YouTube. So I had YouTube, I had Twitter across the board. And then I just looked on uh, tinfoil hats, Apple account. Uh, uh, and it says nobody's listened to the last six episodes. When it goes by popularity, nobody. Nobody. 
There's Shiny. not any of the bars are 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 taking up and trying to show you popularity of the ep- episode. None. It's because there's there's Sammy Six Nine now. They don't like snitches. They don't like snitches. Sammy Six Nine. Sammy Six Nine's in the house, snitching on Bloods <laughs> and Crips. I'm about I'll to give you. Bull. I'm about to give you my mom's Facebook. See if you can get that band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Someone came back with Sam from San Francisco with jokes, man. With jokes. That's great. Hey, how is uh, how's George George Foreman's grill going? Oh, uh, it's Press good. Stories. George Press stories. It's good actually. We all went to uh, Planned Parenthood and we got a vaccine for pink eye, so we're good to go now. <laughs> they have those. Yeah, it's it's new. Where uh, they shoot it into you? Your yeah. eyeball? Yeah. It, it works perfectly. No more. That's don't go. Great. Uh, That's great. That's stripper great. ass juice. You're good to tell, go. Tell George I got four tickets to the first home game for the Raiders in, in Vegas. Oh, shit. You're in already? Yeah, dude. I'm super stoked. I am super stoked. With, who's the first game with? Uh, it, is, it is New Orleans. And uh, I'm really excited about having on our next guest. Uh, I've been waiting to have him on for a little while. I'm super stoked about it. Um, uh, you know, because this is very personal to me and I have a story uh, here to talk about the, uh, the interesting world of dentistry. And believe it or not, there is a lot of like shady shit going on. Please welcome Brady Smith. How are you, buddy? Dude, this is an honor, man. I'm always super shocked when people let me on their podcast because they must be like, Wait, who do we book? A dentist? Yeah. Like, uh, maybe next week we'll get an accountant on and just, like, highlight the world's most boring jobs. But Well, I already know you're interesting because you have more stuff on your wall than most of our guests. So most uh, of our guests have nothing on the wall. Like, they're, they're squatting, and they're just doing a podcast in an empty-ass uh, apartment building. But Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, we, get, we go in-depth. We go in-depth in dentistry, man. And we kind of try to make it interesting to everybody. Now, now, we were talking a little bit before about what you do and how, how you, um, up, you can, like, um, piss off some of the people in your profession of dentistry. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you're kind of pulling the curtain back. Should, is this in the same vein of how, like, magicians got mad at the guy uh, <laughs> uh, giving away the magician's secrets? I don't think it yeah. is, but it is kind of <laughs> interesting, though. Oh, there's definitely a correlation there, my friend. Uh, especially right now, there's so much infighting in dentistry because of the coronavirus. Like, dentists, we were never mandated to close, but then, like, the people who didn't close and are still seeing emergency patients are being, like, called, like, murderers, and you're killing everyone's grandma if you're staying open. Uh, and then if you're closed, you're the socially responsible person. So right now is a particularly uh, easy time to piss off uh, a lot of dentists, uh, yeah. unfortunately. But uh, yeah, yeah. What's the name of your podcast, sir? Let them know about your podcast and what it's about. Yeah, so I run a podcast called Drilled with Dr. Brady. We give away 500 bucks in free dentistry every single week. Uh, more so for my local listeners, I'm running, I'm running out of uh, Vancouver, Washington, Portland, Oregon area. But we also do these huge six-month giveaways. Uh, every six months, we do these huge giveaways where we're doing like a $50,000 case, totally just rehauling someone's mouth. It's based on a nomination process. So you nominate someone, you just can't nominate yourself. And then our job is actually to recruit. I mean, our ultimate ambition is to get every single dentist to do a free case every single year. 
And, uh, and so we got dentists right now, we got about five or six all over the, uh, uh, the kind of the Western part of the United States that are volunteering and we're ramping up to expand and, and uh, scale our project. Well, I think that's awesome. I'm the perfect guy for you to be on his podcast because uh, it is my full belief that my childhood dentist paid off his house by drilling my mouth. Probably. I mean, like if you let, sometimes I hate to smile because my, ah, you guys can look about, it's all, it's here, let me just see if I can click on this so I can see myself. But yeah. uh, it's, no, all, it. it's all black from the drilling, from the cavities being put in. Now, yeah. here's the thing. Once I left this doctor, okay, I never had a cavity again. Never once did I ever have another cavity in my life. Now, since I've lost a tooth here, which is weird because I still have the tooth. It's like this tiny tooth. Oh, nice. And these... Two Russian dentists were like, you still have your baby tooth. I go, I'm, I'm 46 years old. What do you mean? It's, it's still a baby's tooth. And they pulled it out, <laughs> and, and it's just this tiny-ass tooth that looks like it's been drilled and destroyed, and it's got all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, this crazy stuff in my teeth. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's just very weird. It's just Dude, very weird. Yeah, your story is like a, a thousand other people's story where they had some traumatic, like, childhood memory of dentistry, and now they hate it, like, into their adult life. That's kind of the way it goes. So it sucks because sometimes you got dentists who are just, like, you know, huge douchebags, and uh, they kind of don't take that into consideration when yeah. they're working on people. And, and uh, definitely... That's a super common mentality, man. And, and every, I'll tell you what, every dentist is very different. So you can definitely go to 10 different dentists with the same mouth and get 10 different, here's what you should do conversations. And that's just the way it is. And you are outgunned in a dental office as a lay person. You have no ability except for your gut feeling. And if you trust the person who's working on you to know if you do have a cavity or if you don't have a cavity, it's kind of, you're outgunned, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, you know how most people go find their dentist? Yeah. Through Yelp. Yelp. Through Yelp or some shit like that. And I can't believe that that's how we're going to decide who my dentist is. Through Yelp, where they can pay someone to go give a good Yelp review. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. That's true. I mean, yeah. like back when I was a kid, it was who is your family was friends with. You go to that dentist and, yeah. and you trusted this guy. And, you know, and it's just like everything in life, whether it's this COVID thing or, you know, uh, you know, our government's uh, foreign policy. We just tend to be people who are trusting people and we allow these these like these people that maybe don't have everybody's best interest, but their own and their own bank accounts uh, best interest in mind. We kind of trust them to make decisions for us. And that kind of makes me super sad. And it, but I, you know, I also understand why people don't want to live in a world where they have to question everything. That's very mentally taxing. And you know, you you know, I'm looking over because I always like to get some notes before the show on what we talk about. And I, I think you bring up a really great point about how mysterious dentistry is because I've always said that. Be uh, most of us 
don't know how to fix a car. I mean, at all. Yeah. We, we have no clue how to do it. Myself when included. We, we, when we go to the auto mechanic, we really are trusting people. And those people, most of them are good guys. And like, dude, people get excited about an auto mechanic that they think is honest. They can't stop telling everyone, oh, dude, I know this guy. This guy, dude, he's the best. He hasn't, he hasn't run me on nothing. And they're, they're out there, dude. And we all have that guy that just jacked us. My mom, when I lived in upstate New York, would, there was a guy that whenever you would bring him your car, he would fix what's wrong with it, and you would leave with another problem, so you had to come right back. All the time. Universally, it happened to the point where I'm like, Mom, stop bringing your car to that jackass. He's, he's, running, you, he's running game on you right now. That's my opinion on, on uh, dentistry. It's like, you go to a dentist, they're like, oh, I see this, this. And then you see that, you hear him like with the little like hook and the and you're like, oh, that sounds like it's something. And they tell you it is. And then they'll give you a, an x-ray and you're like, look at that. You're like, I, I guess that looks like something, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? And then there you are. You know, uh, and that leads me to one of my kind of soapbox points that I talk about all the time on my podcast, which is that people should be shopping dentistry and people don't shop dentistry dentistry people don't think of it as like this is something you can call five people up and like find out how much is it going to cost there hey can i come see you and you look at my x-rays and see if you find the same thing and you can cost you can you can actually you know price shop and and you do like a comparative analysis and as a lay person who's not a dentist that's probably your best bet in understanding if you really want to know what's going on with your mouth you got to trust the person and sometimes it's helpful to go to different dentists and get a couple of different ideas from from different dentists. Sometimes it actually makes things more confusing. So it's all in all, it's kind of super difficult. And, uh, and the advice that I give is kind of like, well, do what you got to do to find someone you trust, because that's it. You got to have trust. Do you recommend um, like chain dentistry, like Western Dental and Bright On, all those, or you more home and mom and pop shops, dentist places? You know, dentistry is a pure capitalistic model. It's, it's a pure capitalistic profession. And I think that's a positive thing for the consumer because um, like healthcare is not like healthcare, not dentistry. Healthcare is a different, it's not capitalistic. It's run by insurance companies and hospitals that dictate treatment and they're the gatekeepers. But because dentistry is so capitalistic still, these chains that come in, they do offer a very important kind of niche in the market, which is uh, lower cost dentistry. Your, your dentistry is only as good or as bad as the person who does it. And there's nothing to say that a dentist in a Western Dental. So Western Dental is a California chain. There's uh, Aspen Dental is more widely known. Uh, hey, dental dental in some real areas. Quick, real quick, before these you keep going. Come in. Do yeah. you have a lot of things open on your computer right now? No, I don't, man. Uh, no, this is it. Uh, okay. Let me see. You, you you keep rocking and rolling, and halfway through your point, you, you've been freezing up a little bit. I just want to make sure. Okay, this is what we got. This is what we got. Keep going. Sorry. So you're talking about Aspen Dental. Yeah. So so in uh, kind of Xavier's question about like what what these chains can do. Well, they they offer a little bit of an eye opening situation for other dentists because other dentists are going to lose patience to them because their prices are lower. So that has other dentists who are forced to say either we're going to 
be okay with that, or we're also going to lower our prices and make dentistry more accessible. And so, if accessibility to or access to care is your is your goal, then the more chains, the more competition that you have, that drives the price down. So it's just pure capitalistic, which for the consumer, it's got to be a positive thing. For a dentist who's trying to charge you two thousand dollars a crown, which is a high price. Yeah, that is totally true. They're trying to get the you know the most bougie up to upper scale you know type of type of dentistry that's not a good deal for that dentist yeah what do you think about when what do you think about when people go to tj you've heard that oh i'm gonna go to tj to get this done or i'm gonna i've save never money. heard anyone ever go i'm gonna go to tijuana to get dentistry um, done you're not mexican i swear i have so no. many people that literally will go to tj to get something done yeah. and i'm just like it's kind of sketchy you're gonna go to not even like just basically like a third world country go get your teeth done in tj i don't know how is, do you recommend that? Is that how often that do you hear that? Crazy. All the time, all the time. And I have a very different perspective than most dentists. Most dentists are going to just crap all over that man. They're just going to say you're going to get a disease, you're going to contract something, the dentistry is going to be terrible. But again, it's the same principle that applies. Where there's no rule that a Mexican dentist can't be a good dentist, and so you might get someone who's a fantastic artist and dentist and good person and that's freaking great okay i mean we, you've seen that okay? dude. but i can tell you i got dentists a mile up the road who do crappy dentistry so you're not safe in the u.s from crappy dentistry i uh, you know what dude and you're not go on sorry sorry i'm no, already cutting people off i'm just no, super in, excited about this in my, in my local area we get a lot more of like eastern europeans like ukrainians and russians that do the exact same thing they're going to head back over to ukraine and get their uh, crowns done. And honestly, I'm such a busy guy with my practice. I'm just like, awesome. Good yeah. for, I think it's great. Just make sure, again, make sure you trust someone. But dentists are so egocentric and kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a little bit of xenophobia where it's like, if it's not American, it's not good. But I completely disagree with that because I see good work coming out of the Ukraine and I see bad work coming from a mile up the road from me. Uh, it's got to be like... Uh, tattoo artists, right? I mean, like, oh yeah, probably. There's yeah. some I mean, like mechanics is a great analogy too. I mean, but tattoo artists, it's like you could be on the same block, and there's like the most amazing tattoo artist, and then down the street, there's just somebody who's just doodling at that point. And like, I've never thought about dentists being like an artist, but yeah, I guess that's kind of like yeah. setting all, bring, putting in the gold tooth with. Which I need. I need to get a gold tooth. Dog. Yeah, there's a lot of artistry to it for sure. But you know, I'll tell you what. I got a uh, time for a, a TMI section here. I got a vasectomy a few years ago. Sorry, stop ladies. bragging. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I couldn't shop my vasectomy. But and the person who did my vasectomy, I didn't know if he was good at doing a vasectomy or not. I don't know. How many he does? I don't know if he's good at it. I don't know. I can't talk to his patients. There's no Yelp. I can't. I don't know anything. I'm completely outmatched when it comes to is my urologist good at what I'm going to ask him to do, which is super important because he's cutting a hole in my scrotum, right? Yeah. So, so uh, uh, you know, but the thing about dentistry is, let's say that I was a urologist and I'm really, really good at vasectomies, and so I can do it for half the price as most people. People. I open my own shop called Vasectomies R Us, and I start doing vasectomies all day long, all day, every day, right? Because I'm good at them, and I can do them fast and easy, and I've gotten really good at that, that procedure. 
That's not the way medicine works, unfortunately. I think if it took a page out of dentistry, it could be a little bit better. So the fact that like, if I'm good at what I do, you know, cost with dentistry is so arbitrary. It's just, it's just literally you're pulling prices out of your butt. And, uh, you know, insurance companies kind of dictate prices a little bit, but for the most part, it's the dentist who's going to dictate the price. And they're going to say what their credit I find this so worth. interesting. They're going to say what their implant is worth. They're going to tell you what a filling costs at their office. And they can just take that price and they throw it at you, which is, again, another reason why you should shop around. And so a lot of dentists are out there saying, well, if you're going to pay, pay $700 for a crown and my cost is $1,600, their, their position is you pay for what you get, which is nonsense because the cost is arbitrary. The cost is not, is not based on quality. Uh, that is not how you judge quality. It's not the... The best dentist is not the most expensive dentist. That's that's nonsense. I find that very interesting, dude. You know what so, I also find uh, very the vasectomy thing is just kind of like. Go ahead. Uh, I just find it so interesting that, like, you know, I, you think about comedians. We put up YouTube videos, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, people rate them whether they're good or bad. And I know that there's Yelp out there, but like. Like, is there any way, like, like lawyers, like, do, how come we don't get to find out what their records are? And, you know, like, hey, I've won most of my, here's, I can go see what my record is, like a sports agent or something like that. Yeah. Or, Dude, or, you totally. know, it's like, I mean, like, Yelps, Yelps are like good. I, I, don't, I mean, like, I don't know how many people, XG or Johnny, do you guys Yelp? Do you guys actually Yelp? Do you sit uh, down and yelp some shit? Like, I don't or would yelp. you yelp if anything was negative? Would you, like, dude, I, I got pizza from a pizza down here. They completely shit the bed on it. I didn't go there and be like, this the pizza hut was the worst pizza hut. <laughs> I've done it. I've done style. it for people I wanted to support. I've done it, you know, if I've had a particularly good care. I don't usually do it out of rage. But, yeah, I've done it for, like, local businesses and stuff, back home especially. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, and I don't, I don't do Yelp, but I do go on like, let's say I'm in some place in town and I don't know and I'm hungry and I don't want Jack in the Box and I want a hole in the wall spot. That's what Yelp is good for me. And I might yeah. consider it for the picture. But other than that, I don't go in there and tearing it up and give everybody reviews. Yeah, I think for like doctors, dentists, lawyers, I would love to know their record. Like, hey, I'm a heart surgeon. This him and guys like their, their heart surgery yeah, went really well. Okay, so. Yeah, Dennis, you can. Dennis, there is Yelp and there's Google because I'm a business. I'm a small business. But like, if I want to know how many people my heart surgeon has killed, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's important to me. If I was getting that, I mean, like vasectomy, my, my vasectomy, my urologist who did my vasectomy, I would have liked to have known how many procedures have you done? You know, if you're a tattoo artist, I want to know how many tattoos have you done? Is this your first time or have you been doing this for 12 years? And I can trust you. And you know what else I would like to know? How long well, he's been on you know, the clock Can I see a, a catalog of your work, please, so I can – what's that? I said I would also want to know how long he's been on the clock for. Doctors work for 18 hours. I don't want this fucker working on me on his 17th hour. Right. That's, that's what, a really uh, good point. That's a really real, real good quick, point. Would you – could you recommend a few questions maybe we could ask of a prospective dentist, like someone we're going to, uh, considering going to, maybe if we get in on a phone call with them or something? What kind of questions would you ask? Them? Like, um. Like in person once you're there or on the yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Or even if you're, you're just setting up the, the appointment with someone on the desk, you know, uh, some things they might know possibly that you could uh, ask to see if it is somebody 
Yeah, you know, most dentists, most dentists will catalog some before and after pictures. So like if they have like a, an Instagram or, um, you know, find out they have social media because they'll usually brag about their work on social media. And that's something to look at. Uh, you can do a lot without talking to them, like looking at their Google reviews a little bit. Understand that most dentists have bad reviews, even if they're good dentists. So and it's cool. Uh, dentist, dentistry or dental offices are just places where people hate to be. And so they're more, people are way more inclined to get pissed off and leave a bad review if there's a miscommunication in the price yeah, or they didn't yeah. understand something correctly. So we get a lot of unfair bad reviews. Yeah. So, so, you, so you look at like, we're not shooting for 5.0 out of 5.0. If I have a 4.2 and I have 100 reviews and four of them are bad, like ones, I, I consider that to be successful. And I think most people reading that are like, well, he has 92 good reviews and four bad ones. He's a probably a good guy you know yeah i mean welcome to comedy clubs we're like i'll play a comedy club i, I don't know and, I, i'd be interested to see what you guys think about that yeah well i i play comedy clubs right and i'll play a room full of 350 people but if four of those 350 people want to talk to the manager all of a sudden the, the night's a total shit it's like it's, <clears throat> it's ridiculous man yeah. it is ridiculous man and you know your teeth are so important. Like you guys all know, man, I love chicks with big ass teeth. You know what? And that's why it's important. Speaking of big teeth, let me tell you about blue chew, everybody blue chew. Now you can increase your performance with extra confidence in the bed. Listen up bluechew.com. That's blue. Like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, man. Blue chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician so you don't have to go to the doctor's office not that we don't mind going to the doctor's office their doctor but or you have to wait in line at the pharmacy and it slips right ships right to your door in a discreet package guys blue chew all right right now we got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and you'll get your first shipment free when you use our special promo uh i believe it's tin foil or hat because it couldn't just be easy. You know, it couldn't just be like tinfoil hat. Like I've asked everybody a thousand times to make it, but that's okay. Here we go. Yeah, it's hat or tinfoil. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, Blue Chew has been one of our longest sponsors. And, uh, you know what, you're stuck at home. Might as well be walking around with a raging erection, everybody. Again, go to Blue Chew, B L U E C H E W. Dot com promo code hat or tinfoil. You hear that baby in the back background? That's a blue chew baby right there. Blue chew is better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for their sponsoring our podcast because without them, I wouldn't have two little baby munchkins in the background running their old man like they own me. Okay. Back to teeth. Here, something I want to get into, ma'am. It's something I want to talk about for a little while. Um, uh, People have been talking about uh, root canals and what, what goes on with root canals and the process of root canals and how that can set you up for uh, possibly down the line some uh, more diseases because the process isn't like super like clean as people would think it is. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, this is a great question. So there was a Netflix documentary that I yeah, it didn't, didn't that came think out is really what was the impetus of like, yeah, it was called the it called it was called root cause. Now that was moved that was removed from Netflix 
because of the lobbying of the American Dental Association and other uh, dental associations. They are 100% responsible for getting that thing removed. I was able to, and they were like sending out emails saying, don't watch it, it's garbage. But I was like, no, I'm definitely watching it. Yeah, why would they say that? Like, hey, I don't don't, know. hey guys, don't watch this. Trust me, you don't want to like it. I'm like, first thing I'm doing right now is watching this thing. And that's yeah. what they're doing with that pandemic video. They're telling you that's bullshit. Don't watch it. If you see, if someone sends you this, contact them. Try to. It's bullshit. They're doing same it thing with, with flat Earth videos. Now mm-hmm. this is a total different debate. But if it's yeah. such garbage science, why are you like removing them from YouTube? It just yeah. makes no sense. Well, I didn't agree with removing. I am totally anti-censorship. I don't care how crazy people. You, you want to talk crap? Talk. I don't care what you say. Flat Earth, whatever, dude. I I am okay with. Whatever people want to say, I'm totally against censorship. But I watched it because I'm a dentist. And I want to know what my patients are going to come armed with as far as their information. Now, root canals are really easy to get people on the, on the uh, anti-root canal camp because root canals freaking suck. Like, for sure, they suck. Uh, they're not something fun. They're not something you look forward to. Uh, it's something you need out of necessity, uh, usually. I do believe that show root cause was 99% garbage. Uh, and I am, and I am a conspiracy theorist at heart. You want to start talking crazy. Let's talk about the moon landing. Let's talk about the coronavirus, dude. dude because I'll, 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 I'll uh, I will show you how in the clouds I can get, but root canals are something that I do. I'm sorry, man. I see how they, they relieve suffering. Um, I see people on a regular basis. I don't believe that they, uh, have any other problems? I mean, people associate that you know root canals cause cancer was basically the gist of this movie. That by doing it, there's infection inside the tooth that you can't possibly remove, and so therefore it's just a harboring infection. And so, um, uh, you know, people get other maladies or problems from having a root canal done. They have this study where they basically said like. Oh, they, they were, they were correlating like breast cancer research. Like you had lumps in a, in one of your breasts. It was associated with, I had a root canal on the right side of my, of my face on the right side on a right tooth. And so I had a lump in my right breast and they were making really outlandish claims that weren't really backed by evidence. They interviewed nobody of the opposite camp to like no pro root canals, traditional dentists or endodontists or specialists of any kind. They only interviewed people who had bad things to say. It was very slanted and very easy to convince people uh, that you shouldn't get it done. And now there's a whole batch of holistic dentists. That's a whole like faction of dentistry called holistic dentistry, which is not complete garbage. A lot of aspects of holistic dentistry are sound. But these dentists will pull out any tooth that's had a root canal done simply because it's had a root canal done. And I think that's uh, a little aggressive. A little extreme so root canals have been done for decades man i mean like since the 60s 50s well real, real canals. Can I, really quick uh do you have a preference if all things are equal and by all things i mean price between uh implants dental implants and root canal like just replacing the tooth if it's yeah predictability predictability wise i would choose an implant if a tooth needed a root canal it's a little more expensive typically to do an implant but to me it's more predictable i guess i say like, in my hands uh, an implant is more predictable than a root canal. In terms of, in terms of uh, the root canal and a tooth, though root canals work just in probability of it taking and not causing problems. It, it, listen, implant dentistry is like carpentry. 
it's like it's like drilling a screw into the wall you're going to hang a picture on all i'm doing when I, and i'm doing an implant is is screwing a, a piece of uh, hardware into someone's jaw and while that sounds like super barbaric and super like terrible it's actually very non-invasive and doesn't hurt a whole lot it doesn't cause a lot of pain root canals have a a little bit of a degree of unpredictability. Some root canals, and this is where they get their bad reputation, which I think is unfair. A small minority of root canals will cause tremendous pain. And they don't, you know, teeth get super infected, and that's why they need a root canal typically. And it just puts the person in just an extreme amount of suffering. Sometimes it's easier to just yank the tooth out, throw an implant in, and now your body is made of like, like you're like a Darth Vader, basically. I mean, like you, you have a mechanical tooth, essentially, that can't can't hurt it can't decay yeah, it's so hey because of sugar or mountain dew or anything like that you just you got an impervious tooth so that's kind of a cool thing to look at yeah it's it's just such an interesting thing dude it's just i mean like it, it, it's like why why are they moving forward this with all that anti-root canal stuff if there there's nothing to it though there's like there's nothing that could lead to any kind of, because it's like, so why do I, I and I'm, listen, well, I, I, the fact that you come on the show lets me know that you, you, you come from a good place and you got a good heart and you, you know, and you're saying stuff that I've thought for a very long time, you know, but there's nothing to that though. There's nothing to that there. It could lead to somewhere or something that the chemical, the, the things down there, because we see all the time in, in, in medicine in particular, like these procedures. And again, you're, you, I'm not including you in this because, you know, based on what you've told me, you're, you're, you're pushing forward in, in, in giving people reasonable um, uh, dentistry work. But it's like we've seen in like the medical community where it's like they don't want to move off a particular uh, procedure because it makes them so much money. It just seems like it's so weird well, that they want to take this video down that there's nothing to it. Well, let me let me address that because that's a really good point. Maybe that maybe dentists want to do root canals because we charge so much money for them, but I get more money from an implant. A lot more money. Like if I really was just all about the money, I'd say, yeah, pull your root canals and put implants in because I make more money. It's actually an easier procedure for me. Like just, just technically. Like it's a, it's a breeze of a procedure for me where root canals can get really tricky to do well. So I have absolutely no motivation, like financially to, uh, convince people that root canals may cause cancer. Now, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. I don't know that there's no bad side effects to root canals. I will tell you, I, all I can tell you is my experience, the scientific literature, which I'm very familiar with, uh, and, uh, you know, the experience of thousands of dentists and thousands and hundreds of thousands and probably millions of procedures that have been done on human beings over long, long periods of time that just don't, I mean, it's just not, it just doesn't add up to me. So I'm, I'm throwing my opinion out there for sure. What do I know for certain? I'm no scientist, man. I don't know exactly. But I would say the people who are claiming that they cause cancer also don't know that. Very interesting because... You're telling me you're getting a lot of uh, a little, a lot of hate sent your way uh, from people that in your profession. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's my theory about like, you know, everybody in the medical community, everybody when we start talking about single payer 
versus the yeah. healthcare system we have right now. The whole, the whole Joe, the whole discussion from one side is that they're, uh, you know, free market, free market. We got to have free market. Yeah. And there's, to me, there's no free market. There's only just uh, collusion from like, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, free market to me is like cell phones now, right? Like I can get a cell phone for like $30 a month and yeah. it has everything. But for some reason I stay on Verizon because it's a, it's a brand that I like and they're, they're just fleecing me. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you got this like walkie talk, the new thing. And it's only like $25 a month for free data and everything. And it's got network everywhere, but nobody wants to jump to that. But in the medical community, we don't, I, I, where can I go get my, you know, 99 cent store, uh, you know, heart procedure, not that you yeah. want to do that with your heart, but you know, like where can I go and get this, um, this yeah. kind of discount uh, work done? And I think is that is, can that be applied to, to dentistry? And is that reason yeah. why you are getting so much shit from your fellow dentistry? Well, I get, I get, uh, I get some nasty emails and DMs from time to time because of the free work that I do. There's a lot of dentists that believe that if you do free work, you're cheapening the whole profession. And that's not just not the way I'm wired. I mean, I, I began doing free work actually a, a few years back because I hated my job, hated being a dentist, just couldn't deal with it. A lot of pissed off people all the time. And so I changed a few things. And one thing I started doing was a lot of charitable service. And so that is really what turned my whole perspective around. I enjoyed what I was doing. In fact, I was doing a lot of charitable service for stand-up comedians is where I started. Oh, to do. We need it. We need I know. It. I know. So I'm a huge fan of comedy. And I started uh, going to like open mics at Helium Comedy. Oh, that's so nice, dude. Club in Portland. And I met uh, every comedy club has like their like crew or squad of like your locals, your mid range, and your your uh, your uh, you know your hitters that come in and and you know your big names, right? So I got in with a lot of the open micers and I just helping. I wanted to help people out, so I was like, just kind of got known as like, hey, this guy will help you out. So a lot of these comics started coming in, and that's kind of how I started meeting a lot of com- comedians, and I just loved it. So we started like putting comedians on nitrous oxide and interviewing them while we're. Uh, while we're cleaning our teeth so you can look at that on our youtube page and we actually want to scale that and get more and more people involved in that so sam if you're ever in portland dude hit me up man we'll put you on some nitrous and see what, dude, see what truth serum afraid, brother i gotta out, make man. sure that doesn't violate my sobriety but if it doesn't i would like to do that i'm not getting high to get off i'm getting high to make a youtube video Listen, so. it's, it's totally legal uh, as long as we're doing a procedure which would be the cleaning it's 100 percent legal i have i have a legal counsel that has assured me of this and uh it's a lot of fun but i think that's great dude back to the charitable service so then you know when i started doing this i felt so great about it. i started telling more people about it. i created a podcast i created a non-profit organization that all revolved around doing all this free work and i was been sh- it's one of the most shocking things that i've found in doing all this was all the uh, it's not a huge majority of dentists it's a small minority and also uh, dental hygienists seem to be strongly opinionated on this issue and so i get uh you know these notes saying you shouldn't be doing this and it cheapens everything and but you got to understand, dentistry has crazy. a collective aspiration to increase prices, right? They want to like they want to be more expensive. They want to be 
like uh, they want to eliminate the insurances that poor people have. They don't want to take state insurance. They don't want to take uh, PPO plans. They want to be fee for service and charge whatever fee they want, which is their right to do that. But the whole the problem is if we do that collectively as a profession, you're ignoring a huge portion of the population where the majority of dentistry is actually needed. And so if all the dentists are ignoring these people all for money, uh, you know, there's just a huge amount of people that are neglected in that. And, and so that's kind of the message that I'm getting. And that's why I get a lot of pushback from uh, certain colleagues. Not a lot, but it's, it's, it's enough where it's, it's a regular thing where you get a, a nasty email from someone. You know, it's, it's very interesting because we do think about that, what we have right now. And, you know, I'm blessed. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Up until I was about 40 till this year, I didn't have insurance. I didn't have it forever. I wasn't, I was just running and gunning and uh, mm-hmm. hoping that nothing bad happened. And the, the blessings knock on wood is that I got to this point so far. And now I have, you know, blue shield and I have a D I have a plan yeah. I'm happy with. Uh, but uh, you know, it's like the whole thing is, you know, there's this whole discussion about single payer and yeah. all that stuff. And, I understand the thought of behind that because for the longest time I was a single payer guy and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh man, we should have single payer. And, and I understand the argument for that. But then I also take a look at something like the VA and like the horrors that I hear about from the VA hospital and how they're treating our, our, our veterans and how, you know, they'll get, you know, veterans will get told, you know, Oh, you got to wait another six months. And then they go and they, blow their brains out in the, in the parking lot. We've heard those tales, uh, stuff like that. So I I go, how do we, how do we, how do we get from like whatever we have to whatever England has, right? Like, and England isn't the same size as America. America is, you know, the United States is so big, 335 million people guesstimations. And, I don't ever believe those numbers. It could either be way more or be way less. We don't know. Um, but obviously, we're a much bigger country than Britain. Uh, and their ability to, uh, you know, be able to have single payer, they pay yeah. much more in taxes. But they seem to have the same standard of living. Uh-huh. I don't know yeah, what is the is. Well, how do we how do we find that happy ground there? So I'm a dentist, and I know how dentistry is run. I think when I look at the medical system in America, it certainly doesn't work well, and it definitely uh, doesn't benefit as many people as it should. For sure, I agree with that. And I don't want to get like too political, but I don't agree with a single pair or a multi pair system. I agree with how dentistry is done because dentistry is super accessible, and people don't know that dentistry is accessible. This- yeah. I- this is, a, this is a big problem. People think that dentistry is not accessible because that's, they're like, well, I don't have dental insurance, so I can't go to a dentist. Well, that's crap. Yes, you can. You can go to a lot. There's a lot of dentists. You can come to my office and for $19, I'll give you a full exam and a full set of x-rays for $19. Okay. You can find deals like that all over the place. And that's where Xavier was talking about these corporate chains that come in. And for $49, they have an intro special. Where they'll give you an exam, x-rays, and a simple cleaning for 50 bucks. So you don't need to have expensive dental insurance if unless you yeah. need like significant dental work completed. So 
uh, where dentistry is a purely capitalistic model, it allows people like me to adjust the, the price. But if you are a heart surgeon, you can't, you're not the boss. You're an employee. You're an employee of a hospital. You're an employee of a group. You're an employee of someone else. You don't call the shots, even though you're the guy, you're the operator. You're the guy doing the damn thing. So uh, the idea is that if you could get a system where the boss was actually in charge of things, uh, the doctor, meeting, then you could have a, a capital market by capitalistic model that actually is truly capitalistic. But even right now, uh, in a multiplayer system, the insurance companies run the game, man. The insurance companies run everything. They control the doctors. They control what they prescribe. They control what they do. They control where they do it. The doctors don't own their equipment. I, I use this example all the time. I do all this free work for people because I own everything that I use. I own it. So it's my, it's my stuff. I can do with it what I please. But I don't own an OR, an operating room. So if I was a heart yeah, 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 surgeon, I want to do a heart surgery for free for somebody, I can't even do it. You can't even, you can't even move the pieces to, to do your skill and talent for free if you chose to, because you are owned by other corporations, entities, employers, things like that. And you brought up insurance, that they run everything. What do you think about braces? Is that just like a scam? All these kids got braces. I remember I got told I needed braces. It was way too much money for my parents. But then I just, I go to these, my niece's parties and all the kids got braces. Do they all need them? Or is that just like, <laughs> they got insurance. Let me hustle these kids and make money. Yeah. I mean, there are people. Yeah. I mean, listen, braces are one of the procedures that probably have the most ridiculous overheads that you would ever like the mar the profit margin on braces is ridiculous. It probably costs. So I do braces as a general dentist, which is super unique because I've been, I went and trained myself to do it because the profit margins are so big uh, and I do it at a discounted rate because I'm my own boss and I can do that. So, uh, but it cost me maybe 200 bucks in raw equipment to put braces on someone's face. And, uh, you know, the going rate in my area is about six grand for braces. Now it takes 18 months to two years. So I got these people coming in, but I don't even spend time with them. Like we, like the, it's a really easy visit to come in. I change a wire, I tighten some elastics up and they're wow. out. So it's super easy and super uh, lucrative. And orthodontists are one of the most profitable dental specialists that exist because of that fact. So that's why you have companies like Smile Direct Club, which is a D. Yeah. DIY braces uh, coming in. So Smile Direct Club is a company that dentists collectively pretty much loathe. They hate Smile Direct Club uh, because they're coming in with mail-in braces. These are trays you can like take impressions at home, and for eighteen hundred bucks, you'll they'll move your teeth. And you recommend that? that that's good to go. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I always recommend that dentistry is done under the supervision of a of a dentist or, or, or uh, you know, licensed professional. Would you, would you say the same thing about teeth whitening uh, also? Oh, yeah. Like those trays, you know, those trays that you look up and they have the, the fluorescent shit and you can buy it on Amazon for a hundred bucks. No. Uh, the, cut out, the question cut out. Say it again. What's the question? Would you say uh, the same thing about the... teeth whitening uh, yeah. that yeah. you should only do it under supervision of a dentist? Well, teeth whitening is different because the uh, FDA controls uh, the chemicals that are used for teeth whitening. So you can't buy things over the counter that are higher than a certain percentage of concentrated whitening agents. So like your Crest White Strips are great products, but they have a very low concentration of white whitening agent. 
And so that's why they're sold because the whitening agents can like chemically burn your gums if it's too high concentrated. So you go to a dentist if you want like a one day treatment for whitening uh, because they'll, they'll use like a, a rubber dam that goes over your gum tissue. They'll protect your gum tissue from chemical burns so that you can whiten your teeth. So the whitening agent is super caustic and like uh, toxic to gum tissue, not to teeth, but to gum tissue. Yeah, you can't leave that on your gums for too long. It'll burn you. It leaves us like nasty, like yeah. white, like hot white burn it's it's pretty yeah, white gum if you saw a chick with white gums that would freak you out right that's a deal breaker man yeah, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> i mean i'd still hit it but it would i'd slow down a little bit the um, real butterface situation yeah uh so in, in, you know you brought up something about you know owning your practice owning your equipment mm-hmm. you know we've i've done episodes before where we just talk about like you know, like my opinion on the Libertarian Party is like, I agree yeah. with like so much of their stance. I just, I personally believe that just like every other major political party, we're not seeing it with the Democrat Socialist Party. We, mm-hmm. we've, we know it's with Democrats and Republicans. And I personally believe it's not Libertarians that the head of those parties are all just sold out corrupt people. And uh, one thing, you know, and, and the reason I bring that up is because, you know, we have so many libertarians pushing against a uh, single payer, yeah. which I understand. OK, but they never address what I think is the issue that would get people behind their their party and their movement, which is get rid of price of entry, which is all these tests that doctors have to pay big dollars to take to be able to graduate medical school and get certified. And it's like, if you get rid of all, a lot of that and you, you cap like, whoa, like why does the price of school keep going up? Why? Why? I mean, I know why I'm asking rhetorically. This is is insane in dentistry right now because it's, yeah. So dentistry right now, I came out of school in 2009 with about $300,000 in debt. That was pretty high. Wow. So, so that's what it cost me to have the license to do what I do. Now, I was okay with that because, you know, you hear, oh, dentists can make $300,000 a year, $500,000, $600,000 a year. You know, even the average dentist, according to the ADA, makes like one seventy-five dollars a year. So I thought, well, I'm better than average. And I was kind of banking on myself, you know, betting on myself a little bit. Now, I mean, NYU just made headlines because NYU just raised their tuition to $125,000 a year. So now they're they're half a million dollars to become a dentist. And this has made dentists like when prospective dentists or prospective dental students come to a dentist and they ask for our sage advice, you know, should I consider this as a, as a career? You got to think twice because half a million bucks, here's the thing. You're that's, that's one of the reasons. That's why dentistry is so high priced. That's one of them. It's exactly, you just nailed it on the head because dentists come out steeped in debt and that's not their fault. They, I mean, they chose to do that obviously, but it's because they're being told you can make a killing as a dentist. You work four days a week, three days a week, and you can make 400 K and, uh, and you have all these like, you know, people urging you and urging you and you have all these mentors who've done it. And they, they say, just do it, just do it, just do it. And they will literally, if you get accepted into dental school, you get the loans. You don't, it's a, it's an automatic. Yeah. 
federal government is in bed with these private institutions and public institutions where you get automatically approved for these federal loans. Automatic. It doesn't matter. And so the dental schools can just keep on raising the prices, raising the prices, you know, go from a class of 100 to a class of 140, get more and more money. And uh, they, don't, they, don't, they don't get any of those savings back to the dental students at all. Just prices just keep on going up. And I think dentistry suffers as a result because, well, and our communities do because you, you are pricing the poorest among us out of basic, yeah. Yeah. basic needs, basic necessities. And, and you know, it's like, we, it's like the biggest argument is like people shouldn't be dying from not being able to, to afford health insurance yeah. in a country that is supposedly the richest in the world. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know totally. if that's another one, like America's number one in everything and we're really 30th, but you know, it's like, you know, Saudi Arabia seems pretty fucking, word is their cops drive around in Lamborghinis. So oh, I, don't I don't know, know what that. The, that the number is on that but the point awesome. is that you know we should listen man people should be able to make as much money as they want mm -hmm. on um uh in their profession but also people should be able to you know get basic health care needs right. as a collective group like like we're so like Boba Fett assassin with each other that we're willing to like allow the whole thing to, to crumble for a couple extra bucks. Like we need, like every other country, like nationalism is such an interesting thing because it's like, a, it's a double-bladed sword, right? Like the, the, yeah. there's some like really dangerous parts of nationalism, but there's also some very important parts of nationalism. You know, the United States in particular Gets so like we're the only country where nationalism is so demonized and ever, it's so tribal in this country. We're like we make fun of like Afghanistan and all these countries that are like really not a nation. They're more like tribal, and we're like, how old? Yeah. You know, how old is that? You're like, take a look at this country, man. Take a look at like how many like tribes march against the exact same people, yet the other group never joins in to help them march against those people, ever. Like, if you take a look at the Black Lives Matter march, the Women's March, and the Open Up march, they're all marching against the same people, but each one of them just shits on the other one because, yeah. oh, dude, yeah. uh, you know, it's like it flips. It's like, it's like, you know, again, this is full. I am one of the Open Up people, and I will fully... 100% within a week say that this group has has flip-flopped on their feelings on cops like out the gate man it's like it's like one sec they're like hey stop being nazis and brown shirts and let us fucking go to work and then they'll be like with that kid that guy in georgia be like oh he committed a, a crime and you have the right to shoot him down it's like yeah. you don't have the right to shoot him down right. we, we have laws in this country and it's like the Black Lives Matter and the Open Up people were marching against the exact same people. And then you throw in the uh, Women's March and they're all marching against the government. It's like, but nobody can get on the same fucking page. And that's the thing with dentistry or like the medical uh, yeah. pro profession. It's like, you're just fleecing people for your own benefit. And it's like, and it's like, you look at like, someone said that Jeff Bezos is about to get to a trillion dollars. It's like, why? Like, why do you need a trillion 
dollars. You don't, you and the rest of your family for eternity will never be able to spend half that ever. What is the point of fleecing everybody? Yeah, dude, that's, uh, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a brain full of thoughts right there, man. Uh, you know, denti- dentistry is interesting. And the way dentistry fits, I'm super glad that I chose dentistry. I didn't know how glad I was until I became a dentist. And I've been working for a while. And I kind of started developing my own political beliefs because I'm just super glad that I'm my own boss. I'm just super glad that I kind of have a skill that even in a zombie apocalypse, people are going to need their t- <laughs> yep. Yep. teeth worked on there. And, and so for me, it's been great to be able to kind of control my own destiny, but also a realization that not everybody has that, man. Not everybody, people are beholden to an employer or a power or an entity or a government uh, that they have to uh, respond to. Uh, so, it, I mean, it kind of sucks for a lot of people, but uh, that's why I believe like medicine, if the, if the urologist who did my vasectomy opened his own place, and just did vasectomies or whatever he could do, but just did it on his own, owned his own equipment, became a small business owner, hired his own staff. Uh, and then all doctors did that. And you basically would lose the idea of, of like, you know, uh, you could still have hospitals, but you know, it would just, it would, it's an overhaul of the entire system that makes it more accessible to the average person because competition is is Make put it in like place. hamburgers man you can go get a dollar hamburger or you can get a yeah. 16 dollar hamburger yeah but and you dentists, can get whatever hamburger you want but dennis dennis shit all over that idea because they are like oh so we're gonna have like our profession's gonna turn into taco bell and i'm just like hell yeah it's gonna turn into taco bell <laughs> because taco bell allows you to buy whatever tacos you want and if you want the cheap ass tacos from taco bell for a dollar with a Doritos, you know, shell, you get that. If you want to go to the other place, who's a dollar fifty nine, and maybe it's a little bit better, you can go there. If you want to go to a super fancy four five star Mexican restaurant, yeah, you pay, you know, seventy five dollars for tacos. You can pay seventy five dollars for tacos. You get whatever tacos you want because that's freedom. So, dentistry allows that right now. People aren't actually wise to that yet. They can say you can get your fillings for eighty bucks, or you can get a filling for $600 and people don't know the difference because dentists don't even talk about it, man. And they don't want to, they're, they're incentivized not to, uh, until <laughs> I go out there saying, what the hell, dude, what, why are you guys paying all this money? You don't need to pay that. And their excuse is, Oh yeah. Yeah. You want, you want a shitty taco? Go to Dr. Smith. He'll make you a shitty, a shitty taco for a dollar 50 and you're going to get diarrhea that night. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, the dental equivalent to that. And uh, it's just simply not true. It's not an honest, it's not intellectually honest with the profit margins and what you're doing and why you're charging so much because it's seriously arbitrary. You just pulled the price out of your butthole and, well, that, and you give it to your patients. You know, uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man, and maybe you guys can comment on this as well. When I go to a store, right? And I see, let's say my favorite brand, we're talking Chum Chum's Donuts, right? I see Chum Chum's Donuts and it's, $12 for Chum Chum Donuts, right? And then I see right next to it, Rite Aid, Chim Chim Donuts for like $3. And I'm like, what's wrong with these $3 donuts? That they, I can get, they're not ch- Chum Chums, $12. How come Chim Chims are $3? And I'm like, people are afraid to get the $3 donuts because they, they think they're getting a less product. And we're yeah. trained to believe brands are better 
Like, you know what's so a great example is like I, I can go to the Nike store and I can get a hundred and fifty dollar shoe, or I can wait till Ross pay for less on Wednesday and I can get Nikes for twenty bucks. But why don't it, why doesn't anyone do that? Because they're just afraid they're getting a less uh, valuable product. You know where that goes in? Uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but they say Costco owns Grey Goose, and they say that Kirkland. Vodka mm. is the same thing as Grey Goose, but you're just paying Grey Goose price, even though Costco owns Grey Goose. I don't know if that's real. That's what I heard. And everyone buys Kirkland's and they're like, it's basically Grey Goose. It's just not labeled Grey Goose because they own the company and they just sell you the cheap one and the expensive one. And that's the same thing. You know what? Like Eddie Bravo says, I don't need to research it. Sounds real. I'm going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's super interesting. I think there's a lot of like lines to be, I mean, jewelry is the same way. I can't tell the difference between a diamond and a cubic zirconium. I don't know why people buy diamonds because I can't see the freaking difference. And I would, I wouldn't know if you were all iced up earrings, necklace, I wouldn't know it. And most people by looking at you wouldn't know it, but uh, you know, people want the real deal and they think that if they pay the higher price, they feel better about that. So those den- there are dentists out there for that niche of people brady have you ever heard any like horror stories out there besides the guy who got never got a uh, a drilling after he left his one dentist as a kid that you just heard about like an hour ago but outside of that have you heard any other crazy stories like like, with, like wisdom teeth i've heard people go to get their wisdom teeth pulled out and they felt the whole thing i've had people bitch and crying they, they never leave after wisdom team was the last time they ever went back yeah Dude, yeah, of, co- of course there's horror stories. Dentistry doesn't come without some horror stories. Uh, dentistry is not picture perfect. There, I mean, the reality of dentistry, if, we're, if we're, this, is a, this is a place of honesty, right? This is a safe space. I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah, we is, are, trust me. we, you know, it sucks to get things done. If you're getting a tooth pulled, it hurts. It's just pain is part of the job. And we, we administer that pain. And we try to do it as comfortably as we can. But there are some situations where yep. you got to say, hey, bud, this is going to sting a little bit, right? I got to give injections. Injections hurt to get people numb. Sometimes they don't go totally numb. Uh, sometimes infections are present. And when infections are present, all bets are off. You can't, the presence of bacteria makes it very difficult to numb people sometimes. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's horror stories. There are situations, especially when people go to sleep for wisdom teeth, they might be feeling it and not have the ability to voice that to voice it so they're kind of like in this state of like subconsciousness where they're like kind of awake but not asleep yeah that is like they're feeling pain and they don't have the ability to communicate that to the operator yeah uh that is that is like i think a lot of people's nightmares or you hear about like uh you know people like I guess that's just a fear. Like they like they can't express if they're feeling pain and stuff like that. Yeah, it's super rare. And so for the in, in my practice, I pull out a lot of wisdom teeth, and I don't knock people out for it. I'll put them on Valium or Xanax or get them messed up on nitrous or something like that. But uh, they'll still lucid enough to talk to me. So if they're hurting or squirming, I can see that and I can adapt and try to help out in a situation. But uh, yeah, dude, uh, definitely. Teeth, teeth can ruin your life, dude. Teeth can, I mean, a bad tooth can ruin your life. A bad experience in dental office can ruin your life, cause trauma, like mental trauma, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress, super real. Dental phobia, super real. Uh, you get the strongest, hardest dudes in the world 
and they're little babies in the dental chair, man. People with like neck tattoos and sle- full sleeves. You get them in the chair. They're crying. And they're little 10-year-old girls, dude, when it comes to dentistry. <laughs> and it's sad. And we try to, you know, we try to help that out. But that this is super, but it's, you know, I tell you what, like, you know, when I first started doing dentistry, when I was early in my career, I was like, oh, what a pussy, dude. Like this guy, what's up with this guy, dude? Uh, but now I'm just like, no, it's real, man. It's like, it's a mental thing that you can't like, some people just can't get past and you got to drug them. You get them. Maybe, maybe you, uh, swung back to it. I missed it. But you mentioned at the beginning that you were, had some controversial opinions about how frequently people should visit their dentist. Uh, could, could you, could you talk about that a little bit? Oh, it yeah. sounds like maybe cleaning. Yeah, no, six months is a, yeah. Six months is a total myth, man. It's a total like scam. I mean, like, I don't want to say scam. Maybe that's the right word, but, um, Listen, the, the rate at which someone should get their teeth cleaned should be based on the evidence that they get crap all over their teeth at whatever interval. So when someone comes to me for a cleaning, I clean their teeth and I say, hey, I want to see you back in three months to evaluate what things look like. If things look good, we might bump you to six. If things look bad, we might still keep you on a three month interval. But that's based on what they're showing me because I know when I get them clean, what, what it looks like. There are people who definitely can get away with a cleaning a year for sure. But that interval should be determined by the dentist with their patients. Some of those things are dictated by insurance companies. So why is six months the, 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 the go-to answer? The, that's the, the reason six months is the go-to answer because that's what insurance companies pay for. So that's what dentists push to 90% of human beings in the United States of America. So interesting uh but is it do people need their cleanings done every six months not everybody but that's a that's a that's a it requires a dentist or a dental professional with their team working with you individually to determine well this is what i see so this is what i think we should do this is like how often should you take a shower well some people smell real bad after like two hours and they need to take a shower again some people can get away with once a day and they're fine and most people are within that once a day. So most people fall within six months, I would say. It's a pretty safe bet. But some people. Yeah. Yeah. People definitely. It's just the idea is that the insurance companies push that. So that's why it's believed. That's why you ask the average person, how often should you clean your teeth? Once every six months. But dentists don't act. Most dentists don't actually believe that. It's just that's, that's the interval at which I can bill and get paid for the services. So that's the interval that I have you come in. You know, uh, the truth is, it's just like, it's a fine line, right? Because, you know, uh, you know, I always, I used to have this opinion that doctors were like, you know, part of the, the problem. And I, there, there is a degree of that. I mean, like I, I could say that comics are a part of the problem with a lot of the, uh, uh, really like angry, uh, rhetoric we have with each other. You could say that, right? Like, like comics go and they do mean jokes and people get angry and people could say that adds to this kind of toxic culture we have. I I don't agree with that, but it can be said. Um, and I used to think that about doctors, that they were part of the collusion of the pricing. Uh, and later on, I found out that, you know, they're like we just talked about, the price of entry to this is so expensive. They have to play ball. And, uh, and it's just like they are in the business of making mo- I mean, like, paying, ma- who doesn't want to make more money? I mean, back to the baso point, you've made all the money. There's a, you've, if you never made a dollar again, you'd be okay. I, 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 you know, it's this weird kind of thing. So it's like, 
it's like, how, where do we find this kind of like place, in, in, this perfect place that does not exist in humanity, where it's like you're making the insurance people okay, but you're being uh, uh, truthful to your oath. And I, and I don't know if they make you take the oath of like, got to be cool to everybody and take care of them, and, and that they make the uh, doctors take, which they take recall. that oath. I don't recall taking the Hippocratic Oath at any time okay. in my career, but uh, I think in general, we have uh, regulatory boards that make sure that we are not uh, practicing uh, malfeasance on anybody and that we're practicing at a certain standard, for sure. Oh, well, I really like you, dude, because I think that what you're doing is very important. And I think, oh, thanks, you, I think what you do, you know, Johnny texts me about how much he enjoyed this um, uh, how much you enjoyed this podcast and uh, you know and I think I think what you're doing is very important because it's more than obvious that you care about people but it's, and yeah. it's and it's very blatantly obvious as well is that you respect your profession and the others who do this so going back to my original question is how is this different than the guy who gave away the tricks is the guy who gave away the tricks is trying to destroy uh, his profession for most likely in my opinion is that he couldn't make it as a magician. So he's trying to rat these fucking guys out. Whereas yeah. you are trying to find this place where it's like, Hey man, we got to take care of everybody, not just the ones who can afford it. And in, in the, in, at the same time, dentists are artists and they need to be respected and they, you know, and they're trying their hardest for the most part. That's what I got out of this episode we did today yeah so it is a lot like it is a lot like the uh, the difference between a magician analogy is this is that my goal is not to become rich if i wanted to be rich i'd stop spending time doing this because this takes up an inordinate amount of my time i get no money at this point we have no funding we have no sponsorship we're in negotiations basically to get free product that we use from certain companies that give us a uh, free product to give free to our to our uh patients who win these um you know full mouth over calls uh but it's not about money it's keeping it laser focused on we're just trying to bring health care to as many people as we can and i yeah. i lump dental care in with health care so uh you know dental care is so important to me that everybody should have access to it and that's simply not the case and the environment we live in now is drifting further away. The, the collective mentality of dentists is to drop the insurance companies, is to drop the low reimbursing insurance companies, increase your fee. Dental consultants will come into your dental office and for a nominal fee, they'll tell you how to improve your practice. And without fail, every single dental consulting group will tell you to raise your prices they'll stroke your ego they'll say hey doc you are such an amazing dentist that you need to re you need to really reevaluate your prices um and so you know dentists just keep on raising their prices and they feel really good about it it's very uh it's ego driving right it's like i can i can get away with a 1600 dollars crown and dentists wear that as a badge sometimes so the the point of the podcast and what I do in my nonprofit is to stay laser focused. The reason I'm revealing these things is to help the average person find access to care. That's the ultimate, you know, why am I telling people to go shop it around? It's not because I want these other guys to go out of business. I don't care about them. Uh, ultimately what I care about is that I want people to know if, if you can't afford that $1,600 crown, you can get one for 800 bucks and it's not a different product. 
it's the exact same product. In fact, some of these places actually use the exact same laboratory where the exact same product <laughs> yeah. come from. And they buy the supplies from the exact same dental supply chains. It would be like finding out that Applebee's and I don't know, like French Laundry in San Francisco or in Napa Valley, you know, super like fancy restaurants get their bread from the same bread truck. And that would blow your mind that one charges you, you know, an insane amount of money, one charges you nothing, and they get the same products from the same places. And that's, and that's the case in a lot of with a lot of dentistry. So that's the difference between the analogy with the magicians is that I'm not out there trying trying to ruin other people's lives. I'm just saying, listen, if you're going to charge an exorbitant fee, you better be able to back it up and prove your value to your patients. And I think that's reasonable. I agree with that. And I, you just said it better. You said more eloquently than I did. So, <laughs> you know, I'm known to be blunt force trauma. Um, so, I mean, let's get to the, what really this whole podcast is about is like, how much is it going to cost for me to get a gold tooth? Dude, you come to me and I'll do your gold tooth for free, man. I just love how much, how much does a gold? I did. I'll gold right there. Up, dude. Dude, I really let's, want let's some gold in my mouth. Come, come up to Portland, dude. Uh, gold is one of the only uh, materials. So one thing that's super unique about the way that I like to do business is that I don't charge people money for differences in materials. So for example, like fillings, you can get a silver filling, which is probably some of the dark spots you see on your tooth that you think are like, you can still see the, like the silver filling or they're dark uh, and white White fillings? Fillings usually cost more. At my office, about four or five years ago, I decided to level the playing field, say, no, it's the same price for filling no matter what, no matter what material. So people just don't choose silver fillings. I haven't done a silver filling in five years because as soon as I make a level playing field and let my patients actually make a decision what they want, uh, they don't choose that material. Gold is different because gold costs me more, like a lot more. And uh, so, but still, typically, I do a crown for $650 and I add 150 bucks to do it gold. Bam! So, I need a gold tooth. How, what do you do? You like, because there's nothing there. Eight hundred bucks is my fee out the door. Yeah. What, dude. what was that? This is so Sam's put, new look. Yeah. Every time he takes a picture, he'd be like, "Dude, let's make a whole grill. Let's do a whole grill, man. I'll make you. I'll put some some diamonds. It'll say dude, do not threaten with me. Get <laughs> my mom would lose her skull, but I would do it. I would love that one gold tooth you could see." That'd be the best. Probably biased. I grew up with my dad having a gold tooth, like way up on his molar. And I used to always like, oh, I, th- I would love it. But it was I- the coolest thing that my dad was so awesome. And he had this gold crown. And that's, it's so dope. I remember being like eight or nine years old, just thinking my dad's the coolest. He's got a gold tooth. And so I think I'm super biased, but I think it's dope as hell, dude. Yeah, so dude, we'll do it, man. Brain. I'm, I'll do it, man. I got all in right there. Don't get, don't threaten me with getting another one too. Dude. Know. I had the coolest lady come in a couple of years back and I had to make a denture for her, lost all her teeth. And she said in her denture, she wanted her lateral incisor, which is just right, right, left of center. Uh, she wanted it to be all gold, just that one tooth. And I was like, that. Yeah. That's, I've never had someone request that. Why, why do you want that? And her answer was, well, cause if it's gold, she's like, I like gold, but also nobody will think it's fake if I have a gold tooth there. I was like, ah, so anyway, we did it, made it charged her charge. I just charged her my lab fee and, and made a gold tooth for her, and it looked freaking awesome, dude. I mean, I have no tooth there. I need a whole gold tooth in there. Dude, we can do some magic for you, man. You come yeah. up to-
You come up to Portland. You ever in Portland, dude? He's the man. You ever been to Portland? Yeah, dude. We were just there. We sold out uh, Mississippi Studios, which is like got me back to like because we were going to start before this whole bullshit went down. Oh, really quick. You had mentioned, and uh, you know, we will wrap it up, but you had mentioned that you had some opinions on the coronavirus. What is your, what are your thoughts on that? As I know you're a doctor. I mean, I'm a doctor in voodoo. I mean, we both have our professions, but like, what is your take on that doctor? You know, you know, there's a difference and you want to keep a, you want to keep a straight head, a level head about what you think and what you know. I am very convinced we've been lied to because the numbers don't justify the reaction. And I will die on that hill. The numbers do not justify the the reaction that's been taken. As far as why, people people always ask me, what's the angle? Who's benefiting from this? I don't know. I don't know how the lizard people operate, man. But I do believe that we're being lied to. I, I don't believe, you know, my thing is that I think I can care about saving lives, yeah. protecting the constitution and maintaining our way of life. I can make care about all three of those things. I don't have to choose just one. I can choose all three of those things to be, to care about. And I do care about all those things. And so we try to save people's life. But here, here's the thing about dentistry um, where the coronavirus comes into play. So coronavirus has shut people down and uh, you know, it's just an immense amount of fear. Um, the virus hasn't affect dentistry um, at all. Nothing. But the fear of non-compliance has affected dentistry tremendously. So, so dentists are afraid of not complying. They're afraid if someone gets in my chair and they spread coronavirus to someone else or inadvertently through their interaction in the dental office, what they're afraid of is not death. It's liability. They're afraid of I'm going to get sued because I didn't have proper precautions in place. And we don't know what proper precautions are. None of our, none of yeah. our yeah. dental agencies are telling us here, you have to wear an N95 mask. There's, they're basically use your own judgment. But the thing about dentistry is that dentistry doesn't have one documented case of spread of infectious disease. We deal with HIV positive patients, hep C, tuberculosis, infectious disease, viruses, colds, vi- I mean, all kinds of things. That's always been a threat. That's always been a risk in the dental environment. So now in my profession, and this just angers, I mean, I get a little worked up, but I apologize. But no, the idea that, the idea some that, racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that I have to somehow change what I'm doing, uh, doesn't make any sense. I'm not being mandated to change what I'm doing. And it doesn't make any sense with history. History is that dentistry has probably the best impeccable track record of any medical profession. We don't spread infectious diseases. Dentistry is not known for that. Dentistry would be known for that. While we are high, um, while we might be high exposure, we are not high risk. And those are the same, those are not the same things. We are, you know, wearing people's mouths all the time, but we're masked up, goggled up. We are are wearing you know proper precaution and we take we take what's called a you know universal precautions which means that we treat everybody like they have a bloodborne pathogen we treat everybody like they have something that could be you know aerosoled up in the air and, and be spread to other people we treat every single human being like that and See, that's, what, that's what i thought from the beginning i have this homegirl who's a, uh, a dentist assistant and they're yeah. getting paid this whole week to watch yeah. videos 
videos yeah. on the new Corona on how to protocol on how to do this. And they're getting paid just to watch videos. And I'm like, wouldn't, shouldn't you, or weren't you already assuming homeboy was sick? Like you already, it's all fair, dude. It's all fear. Well, yeah. And so that's the thing. And it's all liability too. You know, Xavier, the reason why your friend is watching those videos is so the dentist can say if something happened, well, I did a training video. I showed my staff the training video and someone's selling those training videos and people are coming to me telling me, Hey, here's this new suction unit. You got to have this for coronavirus. It's this new, you got to outfit all your rooms with these $10,000 aerosol units. And I'm like, <laughs> dude go jump off a building i'm not i'm not i'm not doing that there's no evidence that suggests there's no mandate there's no evidence you you're opportunistic salespeople, and that's all it, so so the you know i have some suspicions of of you know coronavirus on the whole but yeah let's hear them let's hear but, them this is uh, the podcast for that well you know i i don't think it doesn't seem like it came from a guy who ate a bat yeah it did i don't i don't uh i don't uh, maybe okay whatever no it uh, didn't it didn't it didn't right i don't i don't think that that seems nope legit so i think it just here's the thing politicians don't know what the hell they're talking about they're not scientists they don't know their only goal is to get reelected that's yep. all they're ever doing that's the only motivation they have is to get reelected and maintain their power and influence so that's all that they want to do with that in mind my governor of my state is not looking out for me He's not looking out for my patients. He's looking to get reelected. And I understand that, but that's the reality that we live with is that he's making all these moves as, you know, he can't afford to lift a stay at home order because if someone dies, same liability that dentists are afraid of. Politicians are afraid of the exact same liability and how it affects them. If more people die, if there's an influx of cases that are reported or an influx of deaths, and they lifted the stay-at-home order, well, then they're liable. The politicians should have known, and they won't get reelected, although they have bad press or bad PR. So um, I don't know. I don't have a resource for people to, like, this is who I believe. But I believe, you know, common sense. And common sense is that, uh, you know, the mortality rate is probably way less than what, uh, I think Elon Musk was just on Joe Rogan uh, talking about, the mortality rate is probably something like 50 times less than what we thought it was. Yeah. And, and, and so what I do believe is that the, the virus does the, the numbers don't match the reaction. And I think we're being lied to. I don't know for what end, I don't know for what purpose, but I don't believe this is something that warranted the reaction. I agree with you on that. I mean, we are, we are shutting down the world economy for a virus that has a 99% survival rate. Yeah. And the deaths, dude, listen, my friend called me, my friend Lacey, she's from uh, Vegas, and she, and I've known her since 1991, and yeah. I was telling somebody today, she is honest to a, a point it hurts, okay? Like, you're like, fuck, okay, you don't have to be that honest. But she's brutally honest human being. She's never really pulled any punches. And she's like, I've seen COVID deaths. They are brutal. And so brute deaths are happening. Nobody's, nobody's saying they're not. But right. what we're saying is that the number of deaths does not warrant this. And we will never find out what is actually causing it if we right. just think everyone's got it. And it's like, you know what? When it comes to COVID and working, all I have to say is like when AIDS was discovered, everybody kept fucking. They didn't stop fucking. Okay. We didn't. 
I mean, we didn't stop making people and we didn't stop all that. So, I mean, like, do you want me to go to work in a giant condom? Because I'll do that if it means I can make a dollar and pay my bills. Because you know what? People survive COVID. You know what they most likely don't survive more than not? Suicide. Okay. And that's what we're looking at mass numbers of that because people are going to get so far in debt and depression and not seeing other people that you can't come back from that shit. Yeah. And the way of life, your way of life is the most valuable thing to me as an American. As you know, the whole reason I, the whole one of the best blessings or benefits of, of living in America is the way, is our way of life. Is our is our freedom, uh, and uh, and and to take that away temporarily, okay? But you set a precedent that, that governments are look people in power are watching this precedent being set that yep. that you all if you want to just people just gave I, that's the most frustrating thing people just gave up their freedom yep for you know a pittance like. Like, and, and under the guise of I'm saving lives. Yep. Yep. And now it's coming to light that stay at home orders. There's not a lot of evidence showing that it saved any lives. And I'm sitting here thinking, duh, of course not. That in anything it might cost lives. I mean, you want to be out there and it sounds, that's the other thing too, is that the coronavirus seems to affect people so differently. That strikes me as odd that the same virus affects the other human body. Yeah, some people oh, dude. Well, it some comes people out of a lab, dude. Some you people know? get deathly ill and some people don't even know they have it. Yep. It's weird. Now, Brady, you brought up some, here's the scariest part of this and I'm dealing, and it's why I got, I'm okay that I got knocked off right now. Like I'm not okay with it that mm-hmm. I've been fucked with on some social media, but part of me is like, this yeah. is going to save me the aggravation of having to steal people's souls. Because that's what I have to do on this, on these social media. I'm a killer of hecklers. I've been doing it forever. You're not going to yeah. say anything that uh, is going to make me cry. And I'm going to steal your soul. But faced with the facts, you can't even get anybody to believe cause in what's going on. They'd rather be right than do right. And the do right thing is to understand that there's more going on to this. And the stop, I mean, like you just, so Bill Gates goes on CNBC. And basically talks about all the profits he's making off of vaccines at like a 200% or 20%, you know, 20 times the profit. And, and you, you show people this video and they do some weird cuts on it. So everyone's like collective editing, uh, excuse me, selective editing. And then you give them the article that was written on CNBC's own own website now cnbc is you know fake news and all that stuff they're full of shit but the reason you show that to everybody is because of their own stupid websites are showing them this and they still don't care that 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 this guy's making hand over fist profits off this thing it just yeah. doesn't matter so even if you gave them information they wouldn't listen to it at all because it it doesn't fit in. It's like the brilliance of when they broke it. They they got rid of um of um you know the rule where you could only own so many media uh, when they deregulated the media. And now you know one comp four companies own all the media in this country. And you you know yeah. and you one you could have like MSNBC telling liberals what they want to hear and Fox News telling conservative what they want to hear and. That never two shall pass, you know, and it's right. just it's 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 nonlinear warfare 
at its best and it's destroyed the country. Yeah, no, and that's the other thing too, is that, yeah, what I don't like about the coronavirus is how weaponized it's become uh, ideologically, right? It's this idea, like, you're, like, if you're left, you believe in stay-at-home orders. You believe in social distancing. If you're right, you're out there partying and protesting and, and uh, bringing on herd immunity. Um, and there is no in-between, it seems like. You can't, like, marry those two thoughts together. You have to be one or the other. And that's what's so alarming and what's so destructive is that, you know, it doesn't have to be that. You can care about all these things. So what I'm saying, like, I can care about the Constitution. I can care about my constitutional rights. I can care about saving lives. Yeah, I agree. In the most effective way possible. Uh, uh, and I can care about all those things simultaneously. You know, we don't, uh, we don't, it's, it'd be like me saying, I'm not going to drive my car until we go 14 days without a car death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's and if so we, if we, I'm going to start, I'm going to start my 14 days over every time there's a traffic fatality, like death sucks and it's all the way, it's all around us. The thing is that about the internet and, the, and this access of information is that the media has the ability to make you hyper aware of something stupid, aware of small little things that can look much bigger when they, I can make, I can guarantee you that there could be a war on automobiles tomorrow. If the right media conglomerates wanted there to be, because there's enough death and destruction. You could show little Susie, 10 year old died in a car wreck with her mommy and daddy yesterday. And start walking. We need people to walk to save right. the children. Please start walking. Yeah, so it's just this, uh, this, uh, something's missing as far as like, we don't treat all deaths the same. Yeah, Some deaths, it's, it's we treat very so differently. Obvious. This was, this was planned. And, uh, you know, it's like people, I, I listen, man, I, I have my feelings on Trump. Uh, he's not what everybody is going yeah. crazy on. And I think this is an attack on nationalism in this country. Again, I didn't really finish my point on nationalism, but it's like yeah. nationalism is huge everywhere, but the United States everywhere, Canada talk to Canadians. They love being Canadian, British. They love being British everywhere. They love where they're yeah. from. And I don't think American deaths are more important than any other deaths. Uh, um, the genocide that's going on in Yemen, the genocide that's going on in the Middle East where we killed millions of brown people. There will be a time we will pay for that. We will yeah. pay for that bad karma. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that American lives. I believe in all lives. But I love being an American, and it's not some bullshit, wave the flag. I love the American flag. I, I put on a mask at the American flag. Someone said, oh, I get scared when I see the American flag. That is brainwashing at its best. You are brainwashed by yeah. your own symbolism. Yeah, you know? It's just, it's really, yeah. you know, I had a friend of mine who did porn, right? And, like, she, she does, she did porn, and she's a comic. And she put up a tweet going, like, people keep talking about getting back to normal. There's never going to be another normal until we get a vaccine. I'm like, who are you? You're oh. like, you're a porn star in a comic. There's no more outlaw than that. And you're like just <laughs> regurgitating mainstream media news. And yeah. like, everyone just started posting pictures of her porn. And she's like, you're trying to discredit me. I'm like, no, your tweet discredited you. We're trying to bring you back to what we used to love you about. Is that you didn't mind doing weird shit on film, but yeah. it's like chill. It's like, you're just I like, dude. And I know so many, and that's another thing about this whole thing. How many rebels, so many, so many like 
not going to, you know, you know, rage against machine people that are just like, they're all their points of view in life are mainstream media point of views Yeah, across the board. And it got to the point where people refuse to accept rampant pedophilia. They have, they have politicized pedophilia. Okay. And like, I know this might not be your conversation, but it goes back to like, if you're always on this side of this group, no matter what the talk is, you are brainwashed. I can tell you what I don't like about Trump and none of these people will ever hear it because they, it registers with them. It's like, yeah, he's an asshole. It's only when I say he's good doing good shit that people lose their collective fucking skulls. And that's, I just wanted to yell. Yeah. No, I feel the same way. Like Trump, Trump is a great example of someone who like, I personally can look at things that I think he's done that are good. I can look at things that I'm like, Whoa, that's terrible. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and, but the thing is, if I start saying anything positive, people assume I voted for him and I didn't, yeah. but uh, if people, and then they assume I voted for Hillary Clinton, I did not do that either because I, I <laughs> but people just assume that uh, if you say something negative, you're left. And if you say something positive, you're right. And it's just, it's, it's too bad that there's not eight political parties in this country well, that, we where you can choose. There's only two. Yeah, no, there's only two and that's it. And uh, I'm definitely more libertarian leaning, but I have my problems with the libertarian party as well. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, I just. Brother, to, you're Ronin I, dog. You're Ronin. Yeah. No masters, no Lords. That's who I, I am, am, dude. Beholden to no man. Yes. Uh, there we go. Final question. Yeah. Final question. What the fuck's up with Voodoo Donuts? You ever go down there and just like case out some weird shit? Like what's going you, on? Why they got a baby fucking casket? Well, you just cut out. Say it again. What's up with Voodoo Donuts? Is it some shady shit going on down there? Dude, you ever Voodoo, go down? Voodoo isn't even the best donut store in Portland, dude. People go there because it's like got the reputation. I mean, I hope they're not listening. I feel real bad if they're listening. They're all, they're all right. Blue Star Donuts. That's the money. They're made from brioche. They're delicious, and you should eat those. Uh, and they don't have okay. I got local donut shops. What's that? I just said it. They don't have baby coffins. I don't know if you've been there, but they're literally me and Eddie Bravo went last time, and Sam was like, "I'm not going with you, fucking weirdos. You asking to just bring me a donut?" <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I didn't see any baby coffins in there. I've taken my kids to Voodoo Donuts, and I certainly would not have taken them if I thought there were baby coffins in there. Go look, dude. Go check it out. Are there? Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen. They're called Voodoo Donuts. They do some weird stuff. They have penis-shaped donuts, which is awesome, and uh, <laughs> they do all kinds of cra- uh, crazy stuff, well, man. So well, I wouldn't put it past them. But as far as taste, Blue Star wins in my book. Well, Sorry. send us that. I'll give them shout-outs. I, I want to fight the pedophiles. Hey, Brady, <laughs> you were great, man. You are. Uh, this podcast was excellent. We had a couple oh, internet issues. I think big dentistry is on to you and they don't want you to spread the word. So they slowed down your internet here and there. But overall, I, this was a wonderful podcast. It was a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, it's, it's an uh, episode I've been wanting to do for a long time. And uh, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad, uh, glad Xavier uh, hooked us up. And, yeah. um, yeah, real quick, tell them about your podcast again, your website and whatever else you'd like and them to know about. Tell them how to nominate themselves or nominate someone for the giveaway. Absolutely. So it's all done through the website drill drilled with That's drilled 
D-R-I-L-E-D with Dr. Brady. That's D-R-B-R-A-D-Y. Um, and then that, th those are my handles. A drill podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we have a YouTube page where you can see a lot of fun stuff that we do uh, and all the, uh, all the charity cases that we do as well. We document most of those. Uh, if you want to nominate someone. So here's the thing. You can't nominate yourself. But if you want to nominate someone, you probably just have to stay tuned to the, to the, uh, to the podcast because we open up the nominations uh, about once every six months. And usually the nomination period of time is about a month to six weeks. So we'll usually advertise that on our social media pages when those nominations are open. And you can make those nominations through the website. Or you can email drill with Dr. Brady. I'm sorry, drillpodcast at gmail.com. So drillpodcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me directly. I respond to most DMs and private messages. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just trying, you know, our goal is to dot the map with dentists who are willing to help so that you don't have to travel. We can, we can find someone in your area. And we're on the verge of, some, of creating, I think, the most impactful dental charity that has ever existed. And uh, as soon as we get, uh, we have some negotiations that are very promising right now that's going to get some funding to make this thing pop off too. So really excited about it. I appreciate Dr. Brady Smith. He's the man. He came, he saw, he dropped a hammer. He dropped a whoop ass. Nothing scares me more than the sound of drills. That just yeah. like would haunt my nightmares. Yeah. But it's good to know you're a good man. And, you know, I think dentists are good people, you know. Every group has bad apples, but I think dentists, yes. for the most part, are really great people, and uh, we should applaud them for what they do. And I appreciate you coming on, Xavier. I appreciate you putting it together. Uh, one more time, Xavier, what is your social media? Uh, XG Marks the Spot, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And your podcast? Uh, George Press Stories. Uh, Dr. Uh, Smith, your social media one time, did you tell him already? Yeah, uh, Instagram is Drilled Podcast. Uh, same on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, YouTube is Drilled with Dr. Brady, YouTube channel, uh, just to make it super complicated and not the same. I don't know why we do that. We should probably yeah, change well, that. You know, welcome but to you guys. You have 40. You find, you find one of our sites, you'll find, all, you'll find us everywhere. So, jo Johnny, where, where are you at? Johnny Woodard on Twitter, Johnny A. Woodard on Instagram. Uh, email Twitter. I don't know. Push buttons on Twitter. Complain about Sam's ban. This is bullshit, man. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. man. I'm sorry that I, I wanted to apologize. That's and I was reading your Instagram today. That's insane, man. I'm so sorry. That's terrible. Terrible. It's crazy though. Like across the board, it's like, you know, it's like you know who's the last remember, person that they did that to? Who? Alex Jones. Yeah, man. Right off the board. Yeah, dude, it is crazy, and I don't know what it is, and I think it's that Pissar episodes, dude. The Pissar family, dude. Or the Pesar, whatever we, I think that's the episode that it, like yeah. pissed them off. <laughs> so, hey, Doc, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was uh, you're you're for having me, people dude. check out your podcast because you're a fun interview, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, guys, and uh, we'll talk soon, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs>